Welcome to Empower to Grow, the podcast. I'm your host, Hanan Basha, the business doctor. Following our conversations with empowered women who woke up one day and consciously claimed, I am more than enough. I am worthy. I am empowered to grow. And along their empowering journey towards realizing their own potential and their quest for growth, they became a beacon of hope and guidance for others. May you also find your inner power to grow. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Empower to Grow. This is an uncharted discussion episode with the beautiful Tara Newman. And um, well, as we said, she's a, a coach and an author and all about high performance and all about resilience and all about um, getting you from one place of high performance to high achievement or high achievement to high performance. Mm-hmm. And um, Tara, we were talking a bit between the episodes and she was talking about her signature course. And I'm like, okay, hang on, wait, everyone needs to hear about this. So can you tell us a bit more about your course, Tara, please? Sure. So Hanan and I were, were chatting because we're having a lot of fun doing girl time in yes. between these <laughs> recordings. Yes. And we're both highly educated in business mm-hmm. as per our degrees. I have my master's degree in industrial organizational psychology. I know Hanan has her doctorate in business. And what I said was I learned more about business from doing business than from studying business. And then, you know, and, and Hanan was saying how much, you know, going through her schooling cost her and same for me. And what I hear from a lot of women service providers that I work with is these are women who have gotten into business because they love their expertise. They're an expert in some yeah. something and they, they love what they do. And, and they're like, Hey, I can do this thing, especially now with the internet and, and how we have access to so many tools online, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, I can really do this thing I love and create financial freedom and personal freedom for myself by, by doing this on my own. And, and it's very exciting when you start a business, you don't really think things through to be quite frank. I know even for me, I didn't, and this is my third business. I didn't think things through to so much. And so women throw themselves into uh, what they do best, which is jumping through a lot of hoops, Mm -hmm. you know, reels, clubhouse, YouTube, podcasting, you know, stories, fleets, like whatever there is. And, and they also feel that at a disadvantage because they don't have an education in business or because the aspect of running a business feels very heavy. Mm-hmm. Are onerous. And so I had said to Hanan, I said, well, you know, that's one of the purposes behind my program called the Bold Profit Academy. And it's a place where I want to democratize business education for women. And what we do is we measure two things. We measure time saved. Mm-hmm. How much time can we save you? And how can we increase your your revenue and your really your profitability. I'm about profit because a lot of people talk about revenue, but you know, that to me is a little bit more of a vanity metric. I don't really care how much you have in top line revenue. I care how much money you get to keep and women. And so in this program, we teach three real concepts in a way we teach, um, sales, 
mm-hmm. skills, yeah. how to how to sell. Because if a woman, and this is a really hard thing for women to 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 grasp, and it was hard for me to grasp. I've struggled with Same sales here. for a long yeah. time. As a matter of fact, my first business went out of business, and we went bankrupt because we forgot that we needed to sell. Yeah. We were great at delivering this, yeah, this stuff, yeah. but like the selling of it, we great just kind of missed that it, point. But selling, right? Icky, icky. Right. So, <laughs> so you know, I've spent the last fifteen years really developing uh, sales skills and finding a way to teach it to women that makes it not scary, not intimidating, um, not not nervous, but also in a way that allows for them to be really resilient and to, to keep going because that's part the whole thing to sales is you have to just keep selling yep. it's like dory in uh finding Nemo, just keep <laughs> swimming uh so we teach we teach sales skills we teach uh how to profit by using the profit first system so the book profit first by mike michalowicz i got certified as a profit first consultant and we teach you how to profit and we could talk about that in a minute and then how to organize and 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 um systematize in a way that is simple because what is simple is scalable but yeah. what you wind up getting a lot in the on, traditional online business space is complexity all these different tactics and tools and women take this course and that course and this freebie and that freebie and they kind of try and like blend it yeah. all together yeah. yes. and it gets very heavy and complicated and, and it stops yeah. overwhelming and it works yeah to a point, it'll get you through that startup phase. But then when it comes to growth and scaling, it falls apart a bit. So that's really um, where we're at. And the other thing about the Bold Profit Academy is it's here to get women to $250,000 US. I know this is an international podcast, US. Um, Because what we're seeing a lot of in the online space is a seven-figure hype. But in 2018, Amex, American Express, did a state of the women's business report. So mm-hmm. women small business owners. Yes. Only 1% of women-owned businesses make more than a million dollars in revenue. In revenue. And this was a U.S. statistic. So I just want to yeah. state that. Yeah. Um, but if this is the case, why are we marketing seven-figure businesses? Exactly. That's just a distraction. Exactly. Also, you don't need to run a seven-figure business or a million-dollar business to be a millionaire. Yes, or to be satisfied or fulfilled. Or to be satisfied or any of those and, things, and right? That's, that's the thing that I tell women now. I'm like, and that is the thing I didn't understand when I first embarked on this years ago. It's like I say, if you want to build the next million-dollar business, great, I'll support you. That's for you. That's a success. You want to build a next two hours a day as the kids are in school business. Correct. Great. Good for you. That's a success. I'll support you. Yeah. I say, I, so what I say is I don't care how much money you make, as long as the money you make is what you want. The reason why I use 250,000 as a benchmark is because one, I want to, I want to pull everybody back from this million dollar friend, this yeah, seven figure yeah. frenzy, mm-hmm. right. To get them to focus. Cause you know, it's part of my thing as a high performance coach is focus. Mm-hmm. But also when you pay yourself 200 to 200, when you bring in revenue of 200 to $250,000 uh, as per the profit first system, 
then you can pay yourself six figures. Yeah. And, and so for women who want to have that level of financial uh, empowerment, you know, be able to support themselves if anything happens to their family, if anything happened to their partner, if maybe they have a partner who's contributing, um, if they need to leave a partner, if they need to like whatever, right? Like they have some, some, some money there. Yeah. Yeah. But like more importantly, what Profit First allows people to do. So Profit First is a cash flow management system. And 83% of small business owners are living paycheck to paycheck. True. Right? So, and, and nobody goes into business unless you're an accountant with like this finance degree that understands, you know, fancy spreadsheets and things like that. Yep. Yep. So how can we explain this in the simplest way possible and empower women around their money, giving them a simple system Mm-hmm. that allows them because in the last episode you were talking about having money yes and then spending and, money yeah and not ma- making sure not to keep it around <laughs> so women have this struggle and it's not it's not just you it's having it and then holding it yes and so what profit first allows women to do when it's taught by a woman because yes. Yes. <laughs> it gets taught very differently <laughs> so oh i will say God. that and i want i want to tackle this next and and because yeah, why women women coaching women women mentoring women is completely different in the business world yeah so so a lot of women say uh i mean because they've picked up the book and yeah. they and they're like the concept obviously like having a cash flow system is something they want to understand yeah. but the way it's delivered in the book is not accessible Mm-hmm. to them. Um, and I say that with so much love, Mike, if, if he ever listens yeah. to this. <laughs> and he knows I've had this conversation with him. So what Profit First ultimately allows you to do is give your money a purpose. Mm-hmm. It allows you to put profit first. Mm-hmm. It allows you to pay yourself. It yeah. allows you to pay your taxes so you're not up all night worried about the tax bill that's coming. Mm-hmm. And it tells you exactly how much you have for expenses and ten- to navigate your business. Mm-hmm. And so all those things are a purpose for your money. And then there's advanced things that we can do with it that gives your money even more purpose. And what happens is, is that you're supposed to open up five different accounts and yep. women get like yeah. super freaked yeah. out about all the bank accounts. So if you've heard of Profit First, you probably know it because of yes, the bank I accounts know. and the percentages, I, I just went right? Through, I can't remember what's Mike's uh, following book because I went through the following Fix this book. next? Yes, yes. Yeah. I just completed it and he was talking about Profit First. I'm like, I meant to, I made a mental note. I'm like, I've got to get that one. But yeah, yeah so that- So the bank accounts, but those are containers. about that too. Yeah, but those bank accounts are just containers for women to hold- like energetically more money instead of having it all come into one or two bank accounts that starts to feel overwhelming Mm -hmm. and unmanageable. We kind of distribute it into these other, you know, containers or vessels for our money. And it feels very expansive to, to, to do it that way. And you know what, I, I heard it from Mike and uh, Fix This Next, and he was talking a bit about it. He didn't go into details because, you know, that, w- that was the first one. But I also learned that from T. Harv Ecker, 
and the millionaire minds, secrets of a millionaire minds. And he was talking about that. And I was like, even if you get $10, you, you put one in your saving and one mm-hmm. in your luxury and one in paying for your debt and one. In, and I'm like, okay, that's only with $10. And amazingly, and he's like, he works all towards financial freedom. He calls it just knowing mm-hmm. what you do next, you can enjoy, yeah. but you're not doing it for your survivability of paying bills and Correct. doing mm-hmm. that. And I actually started applying it. So every payment I got from any client, mm-hmm. I start saying, okay, I'm not going to, I don't have the five accounts, but I started putting into three pools. So mm-hmm. one was kind of a savings. One was paying off my debt and one mm-hmm. was in the, in the now to, for the business expenses, to making mm-hmm. sure that I've got enough to, you know, get someone, get some help doing that kind of thing. And I'm like, when I feel, I think also, as you said, overwhelm comes from trying to apply everything all at once. Mm-hmm. And I, this was one of my main learnings from my health coaching certification is understanding that what makes a habit stick, especially mm-hmm. healthy habits and healthy habits mm-hmm. you know, encompass everything in life is doing one thing at a time. Yeah. And it's that Kaizen concept of small incremental improvements. So I said, I'll do this when I'm comfortable enough, then I can actually open a third account and then do that. And then there's a fourth account. And, you know, it's building up and giving myself the space and the time to be able to build towards that. Because again, it's about resilience. It's about sustainable growth for me. And sustainable mm-hmm. growth was actually the topic of my thesis, <laughs> my doctoral mm. thesis was about the sustainable growth of small and medium enterprises mm-hmm. and, and the drawbacks of what happens. But now I think over the past few years, I realized I want to go back and revisit that concept of sustainable growth of service-based online businesses because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's interesting because online businesses are really cheap, but women make them very expensive. True. True. You know, because I think that a lot of the marketing around buy this course, buy this thing, you know, buy this this platform and it it feeds right into our, um, you know, the stuff we were talking about before about not feeling worthy or not enough, not, not, not getting it right or being afraid to get it wrong or, you know, not knowing something that we think we should know. And and from that perspective, actually, now I want to want to close with this discussion. I don't think we can close with it, but <laughs> we'll see how that goes. And it is about the understanding as a woman starting a business, especially an online business, to to seek the mentors and to seek the coaches and to seek the, the people who are doing it that are not forcing onto you how to do it but supporting you understand what you want to do and then giving you tools and strategies. Because I know I fell in that trap when I first started and going through male dominated uh, Mm -hmm. market as with everything and coaches. And I was on a call with with one of the coaches and uh, I I was near, he literally brought me to tears because he was telling me, you know, he's talking about weekly calls that they do. And for me, as per the time difference, it was 2 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I was telling him, I can't make it live. I'll be watching, you know, the kind of the replay, but I can't make it live because I wake up at 6 a.m. to take my son to school. He's like, don't say you can't make it, say you choose not to. 
And then it's kind of, you know, holding me accountable to not growing my business enough because I'm not committed. And I felt so frustrated. But the point, I had to bring myself back and say, you can't, not, not to his face, of course, I didn't continue working with him, but understanding that I don't get to judge anyone, no one gets to judge me. Your mm-hmm. role is to, is to pass on the knowledge. Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot in the traditional online business space that lacks inclusivity. Yeah. Um, and, and intersectionality for all of our intersections. Like, you know, whether, you, you know, maybe you're a mom or, you know, for me, I have ADHD and that like kind of gets like a tr- problematic in some of these learning mm-hmm. environments or, you know, any number of things that people just don't take into consideration and gender. And, you know, yeah. they think that it has, it's one way or another. Yeah. And so one of the things that we do in the Bold Profit Academy is we have a lot of frameworks yeah. because frameworks are just like a structure. And then we encourage everybody to fill in the framework with what works for them. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And, and the same thing, you know, that's, yeah. And, and, being flexible, being flexible with, with systems. And and that's the other thing about profit first is it gets very much created around your goals, what you want in your life. Um, I have, uh, uh, an opt-in, which anybody here can go and download. I'm happy to share that with them that has them create a revenue goal that actually works for them using profit first. So what you do is it's a spreadsheet completely programmed by my team and you go in and you enter the purpose you want your money to have in your life. Like whether it's your expenses or maybe something you're saving for or whatever. And then it tells you how much you would need to make in your like salary as a business owner to support that. And then it tells you how much you need to bring in revenue wise to pay yourself that amount, how much would get spent on taxes, how much would get spent on your team or, or, you know, business expenses. Mm -hmm. So you have a very clear picture based on your personal goals and your personal situation, what revenue you need to be making in your business. It's, it's not plucked out of thin air. That's, that's amazing. Where can people find that? So if they go to uh, the boldleadershiprevolution.com forward slash revenue, okay. it will bring you to that and, and you'll get the calculator. It's a really fun tool yeah. uh, just because it's a I, spreadsheet. I don't be, with, don't with be scared. <laughs> Sometimes people get intimidated by spreadsheets. It's very easy. And there's a video on how to use it and everything. That's great. Uh, that I, I hope it. people use it because as you said, um, numbers are intimidating and um, expectations are intimidating because uh, again, the, the hype and the bubble and the, and the hustle um, culture that's going around is telling you that if you're not doing six figures, if you're not doing seven figures, if you're not contributing in six and seven figure masterminds, then you are not set for growth. You're not putting the right foundation for yourself and you are not growing as you should. And I think I'm fighting this. I'm fighting back this culture and I believe you're doing it in, in your own way as well. And it is about subjective success rather than just 
falling victim to what everyone else is telling you, the conditioning of what success should look like and, and feel like. I want, so this goes back to your theme about empowered to grow. Yes. Right. We, we want to put the tools and the knowledge in women's hands so they can make their own decisions. That's empowerment. Yeah, that's it. And, and, and then, and then everything else clarifies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's understanding that you have the choice to amend and to tailor whatever you take to fit. Mm-hmm. Yours. Mm-hmm. And that's when, when I work with women, so I'm, I'm, you say Excel sheets and, and spreadsheets and stuff. And I love even compartmentalizing my week. So I have blocks. I have days where I'm recording the podcast. I have days where I have my coaching sessions. Me too. <laughs> and it helps me. It helps my, my kind of understanding that I'm channeling my energy for the day as per the theme of the day. And this is also something that I used to do it a bit, but I learned a lot from um, one of my friends, a fellow coach, uh, Reem Kharbachi. She said, you have to theme your days. I'm like, I like that. Okay, let me tweak it a bit. But I, I do this exercise and I used to do this exercise with, with um, my clients saying, you know, there's always the overwhelm of, I don't have time. I don't have time. And um, one of my friends where I started, when I first started, uh, especially the health coaching part, I practiced on her for free. <laughs> so it's like, she's like, I'm willing to do this. I'm like, okay, let's, let's do this. And uh, full-time uh, uh, manager, she's, uh, she's also a mom and, you know, she, she, she's also an expat and everything. And she was always saying, I don't have the time to do anything for myself. And I asked her to do an audit of her week. And mm-hmm. I told her, make it whether, see what works for you, whether you want to make it in 15 or 30 minute blocks from when you wake up, say six o'clock in the morning until you go to bed at midnight. And I want you to log in what you do in those, even like going to work eight hours, put in the eight hours of work. And um, she did it. She came back a week later and she's like, oh my God. I'm like, what? She's like, I just realized we looked at the log together and she hadn't thought about it much, but as we were looking through the log together, she realized that there is least an hour to an hour and a half in the evening where it's about Instagram scrolling. Mm-hmm. And we started working. I'm like, okay, I'm not asking you to take that away now. I'm just asking you to put in three minutes in the morning to start mm-hmm. with. And then beyond that, we're going to add three minutes in the evening and just do a breathing exercise. I just want you to put a timer on your mobile and breathe the 478 for Dr. Andrew Ryle, because that's the one I learned and I love, 478 technique, and use that for three minutes. And we did it. I'm like, let's practice it together. I put it in the session. And then when we finished it, the timer went off. She's like, that's it? I'm like, that's it. Slowly, she started adjusting her time. She started adjusting her day, but she started finding a slot for physical activity. And the physical activity was, I was not imposing onto her, you have to do aerobics or you have to do weights or you have to do yoga. I said, what fun, what's the activity that gives you the most fun? Do that. And she started exploring and she got her husband involved and they got another couple friend involved and they started making one to one and a half hours a day, three times a week, I think three to five times a week that she was enjoying physical activity. She, she took back control of her time. She made it hers. I didn't impose anything onto her. I didn't tell her this. And her time slot was after work, after dinner with the kids and all the exercises and everything, the activities, 
then they found their early evening time where they can do this. Yeah, time's a big factor for women. Yeah. And there's a lot to unpack around that. Because um, even I think we, we drain our time on things that are intangible and that we can't see. So mental spinning, overwhelm, yep. hemming and hawing, not making decisions. You know, I think those things have an impact. Like we spend time in that space, kind of like frozen yes, um, as well. And then I think sometimes we use time as an excuse for things that we don't want to do because it's it's plausible. (laughs) And it works. And I'm already tired. I'm already exhausted. But uh, Tony Robbins speaks of this. He He calls them the net blocks, the no extra time blocks. And I started utilizing them. So like times I'd be doing chores or going for a walk or driving or whatever, I started feeding myself stuff that empowers me one way or another even if it's the music that I love. And for, for some absurd reason, I um, not absurd, but the thing that energizes me is Latin music. I love listening mm-hmm. to Latin music. It kind of, you know, gets me jiggly and stuff. So that I use on my walks or sometimes in the car when I need to kind of pump up before a meeting or whatever it is. Um, I use that for audiobooks. I use that to catch up on my courses. I use that to um, go on Clubhouse. And these are the times that as I'm feeding myself something, as per my needs, again, it's not a must. Or of course, in the morning, I always have my positive part. You know, I have to feed myself something positive in the morning. Um, These worked for me. They helped me kind of nourish my spirit, nourish my mind and, and get me out of those spinning and thinking about things I can't control versus utilizing my time to grow one way or another and empower myself one way or another. Yeah, those are uh, things that I call energizers. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I know we can go on for a few hours, but I'm going to respect your time. And thank you so much for for going overboard. Tara, it's been a pleasure. And I'm so happy we kind of resonate on so many levels. Thanks for having me, Hanan. (laughs) Well, again, I think um, I'm going to use, I'm going to quote you and I'm going to use this statement a lot. Strategy is you. Tara Newman. That's what she said, and that is true. You do have the control. You do have the ability and the choice over at least a few elements in your life. So make sure you're capitalizing on them for your benefit. And my slogan, empowered you, empowers others. So once you start doing it for yourself, you're going to find yourself resonating it to others around you. Thank you so much for joining us again. This is Hanan Al-Basha, and I wish you love, abundance, and prosperity. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Empowered to Grow podcast. For further engagement with a tribe of empowered women, join my Facebook group, Empowered to Grow, or visit my website, www.hananelbasha.com. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, know that Empowered You empowers others. Love, abundance, and prosperity to you all.